This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. These chairs. Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Yeah, we're not in a downtown high rise or anything, or you know, high atop the Empire State Building. As some of the really cool stations and back in the old days would say, from from atop the Empire State Building. This is good stuff. From the most diverse city in America. Okay. We could do that. Which is yes. true, actually. Irving, Texas. Is that more impressive than Broadcasting to 48 cities, 4 states, 48 counties, the White House, and your house. Well, I mean, it would be typical for someone like you to bring up the White House. House, yeah. I bring up diversity, he brings up the White White House. The White House. Mm -hmm. You should probably paint that thing. (laughs) Right? Like a rainbow. Isn't it time? Like a rainbow. A rainbow color. Yes. Mm -hmm. All yes. the colors of the rainbow painted on the White House. Yes. Make it the rainbow house. And then the rainbow country. I like it. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. I think it's time we have a national discussion on race. Don't you? Because we haven't done it. Before. We haven't done it. We've yet. never considered We've never talked about um, it. And this is something we should probably explain from the beginning to people. Uh, individuals that you see walking around that look differently, uh, they have different skin color. Mm-hmm. And we... We've never... We've always avoided noticing that and yes, saying anything about it. We've never noticed it before. Up until now. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's time to say, you know what? There's different people here. There's some differences here. And uh, we need to talk about it. And uh, it's important. Um, I think this uh, pastor of the Ferguson shooter brings up some important racial points. Um, Bishop Derek Robinson... Uh, was talking to Tamara Hall on MSNBC last night. And it takes a lot to cause an MSNBC host to say, wait, wait, what? (laughs) You're talking about this kind of stuff. But uh, it took even her by surprise. Here's what happened last night. I really believe uh, he was set up. and I really believe mm-hmm. that, and I know it may not. Set up you by know, who? Some I, of the... Let me pause you on that. Set up by whom? Please. <laughs> I think Please. he was set oh. up by... Uh, okay. I even... I would go farther to say some of the police. 
you know, uh, mm-hmm. the story just does not add up. Okay, you're but, good. So, I can't let you. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, I can't let you evidence. say that he was set up by police. What evidence or proof do you have of that? Because right now, as I understand it, he has confessed. Uh, they found the caliber of weapon that was used uh, was with him. Yeah, and, well, um, he has, according us. to police, mm-hmm. admitted to firing those shots. So, what is the setup, sir? Well, I think he was not only he was beaten oh. uh, on when he was brutally beaten, brutally uh, beaten. when he was arrested. And I think he was brutally coerced, coerced, brutally beaten. without he was not even given an opportunity to mm. seek counsel. Not even a um, counsel before he even he the police read, they read beat him to confessing. I want to see the I want to see the photos of the brutal beating that he received because haven't we seen the photos of him? And there's no sign of a brutal beating. I mean, when you have come to the point where you're taking Tamron Hall from MSNBC, and even she just can't even deal with your nonsense, you really are not good at this game. It's time to do something else with your career. Well, this shows the absolute insanity to which, the level of insanity to which this discussion has has raised uh, in Ferguson. Is this the guy? This is the guy. Uh, He does not look brutally beaten. Well, I mean, he's got... He looks like he may have been. Did he have a red mark on his neck a bit. and his cheeky there? I will Brutally say, beaten. I will say that shooting two police may lead to a, a negative reaction from police. That's possible. Um, it's Jeffy. I don't know if you can uh, forget it. Uh, so the point here is that you know, it's in all seriousness, like very well, you may. I would not be completely shocked to learn that they roughed him up a little bit. Yeah. That tends to happen after you shoot police officers. True. Uh, the one way to avoid that, by the way, is to not shoot police officers. People, now that's not something that everybody's aware of. People think, mm. well, I'm, I have to shoot a police officer, and they shouldn't beat me up for it. You actually don't have to shoot a police officer. That's you can go your entire know. life without shooting a police officer, let alone two. It's yeah. pretty amazing. And people until recently didn't realize it was possible. People thought at some point in your life you're going to shoot a few cops. Mm-hmm. And no, in reality, you can go your entire life without shooting a police officer. Name one person who's done it. I can't off the top of my head. I, I'm, I'm, this is a right. scientific theory discussion, Pat. Okay. It's not right. obviously everybody that I know has shot multiple right. police officers. Whatever. This is like the uh, oh, oil all of a sudden isn't a fossil fuel right. discussion. That's what that is. It's, it's right around I see there. what you're doing. Uh-huh. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you want to go down that road, mm-hmm. it's up to you. Uh, but let's continue our important national discussion on race because we haven't had it yet. And uh, you know who would be good to bring into this national discussion is not just Don Lemon from CNN because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd like to hear from Trinidad James and Mark Lamont Hill. <laughs> oh. Those two are really the experts that we need to have on this national discussion on race. At the end of the day, Ben, we use the word because that's how we came up. We came up using the word like people, you came up using the word in the wrong way. We came up using the word as how you doing, my And when somebody say my that means that, bro, you're my friend. I will call you Ben my And when I call you that, you do not feel that I hate you. But what if Ben said to you, what what if Ben said to you, Trinidad, what what if Ben said to you, Trinidad, what's up, my what would you think? Ben, what I would tell you, if I honestly felt that you were my then you are my Ben. Be honest with you, Ben. Like, you understand, like, Ben, I do. Go ahead, Ben. That's not okay, though. If I use the N-word, it could quite possibly, and honestly probably should, cost me my career. 
And I don't understand why, when we know how divisive this word is, why we would not have Can people like you, Trinidad, who are, who are but you're, you're a community, your people look up to you, young people look up to you, yes. and you're rapping about the word and making money on it, and they think they should be rapping the word well, and I, saying the word ben, as well. Taking... Oh, okay. The, the racist Mark Lamont, David, Peter, Michael, Jackson, Hill, can't stand this discussion. He's such a racist that he, he just can't even stand the rapper saying that Ben, who's a white guy, could be his N-word. He, because when he said, then, you know, if I really felt that and, and you said that to me, or, or I, I, would, I would consider you my friend, Mark, Mark Lamont Hill is like, oh, I wouldn't. No, no, I'm not calling you that. You're not my N-word. You're not. Okay, thank you for making that clear, Mark. I think we know where you stand. Uh, but he clarified. First, white people were saying before Trinidad James was born. And to sit here and say that the N-word has become divisive is absurd. The N-word is born out of slavery, is born out of white supremacy. It's I'm agreeing say, with you. No, 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 you're not. Listen, just Why listen for a minute. Why would we keep listen. the word alive? Just listen, listen for ben. This is the problem. When we start talking about issues around listen, race and ben. racism, sometimes white people need to just listen. Just hear what I'm saying for a minute, Ben. What I'm saying is that the N-word isn't divisive. White supremacy is divisive. Slavery was divisive. That's the problem. And maybe, just maybe, it's not white people's position to tell black people what to say. I might see Trinidad James on the street and call him my You know why? Because he is my And the difference between Trinidad James and you is that Trinidad James has to deal with the same oppressive situations. He's born into a world where anti-black racism prevails. He lives in a world where police might shoot him on the street no matter how much money he has. We share a collective condition known as white people people don't. I'm not saying it should be illegal for white people to use it. I'm saying y'all shouldn't want to use it given everything that's happened after 400 years of exploitation and institutional racism. I'm saying you shouldn't want to use it for those same freaking reasons, you moron. God, so stupid. gosh, that's an asinine stance. Yeah, that is an asinine stance. The, the word cracker was being used too long before either of those idiots were born. And and it's okay for for blacks to call us crackers too, even though we don't affectionately use the term except to mock on the radio. I I, I can't I can't believe how. Stupid! This discussion is yeah, so much there. Um, the idea too is: Would you say that at this point, uh, 2015, slavery is divisive? Is there anyone in our society who believes in it? Anyone? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we all agree uh, that uh, that was wrong and it was a mm-hmm. terrible, terrible thing. And um, I think it ended. Yeah, and it ended quite a, quite a while ago. I think it uh, ended with the blood of about 400,000 white people as well. Yeah, and uh, interesting uh, thing that they keep pointing out. Like, oh, you, you don't understand that this guy could just be shot on the street no matter how much money he makes because he's black. Why is it that more white people get shot than black people by police? Why, mm. why, why would that be then? What's the... I mean, it's... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. A lot more... of these arguments seem to fall apart when you examine them. It's because they're not arguments, right? They're not arguments. They're not. They're straw man. The climate climate thing is another example of this. And that when if some if you have an argument set up in a way that if someone says something that you don't like, they are the worst person that have ever lived in the entire uh, global society. Uh, You're either a racist, uh, someone who likes slavery or uh, someone who's denying the climate and wants everyone to die because they have Exxon stock or whatever. When you put people in that group. Uh, Holocaust denier group 
you put people in that group, well, then uh, you don't need an argument. You don't need to have thought out what you're saying because at any point mm -hmm. when someone says something that disagrees with you, you just fall to that level of calling them a racist, calling them a Holocaust denier, calling them a flat earther, whatever the argument of the day is. So you, A... Uh, don't have to worry about coming up with legitimate uh, logical arguments. And B, uh, you don't ever have to, uh, you don't get good at making them. Why would you be good at making a logical argument when you never have to make one? And they don't. And they don't. And they don't. And, and not only do they not have to make a logical argument for why uh, racism uh, still exists at the level it used to, which they seem to believe if not a higher level than it used to, rather than we've made a lot of progress as a society together, even their own racism isn't called out. As in the case of this female rapper that I've never heard of, but uh, she's supposedly a big deal in the dance circles, I guess. And she has revealed that she hates fat white Americans and uh, racist conservative white people in middle America. Azealia Banks, who's 23, hates, quote, fat white Americans, believes those who live in middle America are these racist conservative white people who live on their farms. And when asked if she wants to leave the, the U.S., the rapper said, yes, I hate everything about this country. Like, I hate fat white Americans. All the people who are crunched into middle of America, the real fat and meat of America, are these racist, conservative white people who live on their farms. Mm -hmm. I wish to hell she would get the hell out of our country. That would be great. I would love to see her live uh, somewhere else and just see how hmm? how see. wonderful life is. Give it a Wherever world. it is. See if you like Give it a shot. Even the U.K. See how great it is over mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. See how much money you make over there. See how the, the, uh, the cost of living is, the... Uh, quality of living is or go back to your supposed roots i guess in africa and and live there in that great where there's not a lot of fat white people there mm. certainly not fat white americans you'll find that in most of the world there's not a lot of fat people at all because there's not enough food for them to eat <laughs> it's actually the system that you're trashing is the one that provided food so that people can get fat yeah I, people don't understand that mm. fatness as a medical issue was not a medical issue until pretty recently with mm -hmm. capitalism yeah. and America. Yeah, and that uh, what, what, what the situation was, it was mainly starvation people worried about. Well, sometimes they got yeah. fat because they were bloated, you know, like the distended uh, stomach that thing. That did occasionally They, they did have that mm -hmm. happen, mm -hmm. but uh, other than that, there was very little fatness. Yeah, it wasn't really so. a big issue. Um, you know, there's a too, mm -hmm. too much food for people to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's become a, that's a, become an issue fairly recently, um, <laughs> based like on everything that you have, to have uh, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, by the way, also profit from uh, everything that you profit from. Uh, they, her her net worth on Celebrity Net Worth, as you pointed out, Pat, was three million dollars. Three million, a number that is very difficult to believe, given that her last CD sold fifteen thousand copies. Um, now, fifteen thousand copies, she's probably making between two and four dollars per CD. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's not, I don't see how. I mean, it's not now, millionaire status. There's tours. I, she apparently had one hit before that. She, um, supposedly, that she sold thousand. a single for, uh, of two hundred thousand copies right. of a single, which was I think it's one the only song she's ever had that charted on any of the charts, which yeah. didn't even make the top ten of the dance chart. 
So is it possible <laughs> she has $3 million? Maybe she's just an incredible investor. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe she's taken her small profits from her mediocre career and invested them in Apple stock and watched it split and triple. Uh, but my guess is no. This my is a really is hideous no. person. Mm. She further went on to say, when you rip a people from, black people need reparations for building this country, and we deserve way more effing credit and respect. When you rip a people from their land, from their customs, from their culture, there's still a piece of me that knows I'm not supposed to be speaking English. I'm not supposed to be worshiping Jesus Christ. All this is unnatural to me. What's stopping her from not speaking English or worshiping uh, our Lord and Savior? Yeah, go do whatever you want. Nobody cares. In fact, we invite you. Uh, it would be wonderful. In fact, we'll fundraise for we'll it. Fund- <laughs> I'll fundraise for it. It's, it's, such, a, it's such an interesting uh, thing. You know what? I mean, go up France. You want to try France out? Give that a yeah. whirl. See how that works out. You know where yeah. the other great Russia, awesome, right? I think awesome. you'd appreciate it. I think they'll uh, love a black rapper there. Yeah, I, I think, think they'll love that. Uh, rap is huge in Russia. People don't realize that. <laughs> huge people huge. love it. Uh, it's just it's. A, it, I yeah. mean, it's such a typical story. And this artist, apparently, again, I'd never heard of her before today, is apparently famous. Famous for uh, picking fights with people that are more popular than her. It's essentially her entire career. Like Eminem. Uh, is it Eminem? Is Eminem yeah. one of them? Yeah. yeah. There's a various, uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. Uh, Iggy Azalea is another one. All these people who you may have heard of uh, have been. Uh, Seems like jealousy to me. Yeah. It's it's just it, this is just another step on that, right? Like now yeah. you're in, in now you're calling out the entire country to make news, and obviously it's worked for today, but she'll be forgotten tomorrow. Exactly right. Triple eight seven two seven back. Our uh, racist rapper friend Azalea Banks, uh, who hates fat white people. Um, fat white person Jeffy was doing a little research on her because he's one of the people. Of course, we all three are uh, some of the people that she hates so much. Mm-hmm. So Jeffy was uh, looking at her stellar She's career. Had she said she had a storied, storied storybook rise to the top. Amazing career. She went to LaGuardia High School of Performing Arts in Manhattan. Wow. And was discovered. Okay. By whom? So uh, uh, she went to try out uh, for TBS, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, and Law and & Order. Okay. And uh, which they, one did they, she land on? Law & Order has a high use for rappers. They high. Has Almost all yeah. the music in the use in the series is rap. Yeah. Well, this was for acting. I mean, she could have been anything, right? Oh, she could okay. have been okay. a, a, so, so a dead person on the street. She could have been a, she been well, somebody walking down the street. She could have been one she of the main been stars. Officer. She's so talented, yeah. I'm sure. So what, what but, role no, did she but land? She didn't land anything. Oh, no. No, TBS, Nickelodeon, Law & Order all said, no, thank no, you. sorry. Hmm. It was that that point she decided, you know what? I what? don't want to be an actor. Okay, what you want to be? <laughs> I don't want to be an actor. Right. So she started uh, creating her own songs and writing uh, Good for rap her. and R&B right. for a creative outlet. All right. And so well, while she was doing that, obviously you can't finish high school, so she just started writing songs. And um, she used the moniker Miss Banks, S as the dollar sign. Oh, that's catchy. I like that. She released her debut recording, Give Me a Chance, onto the Internet. And then they did give her a chance, right? That's where she exploded. And they did. And then mm-hmm. uh, she sent uh, she sent the big uh, American DJ Diplo 
uh, her, her single and got huge. Diplo? So she signed a development <laughs> deal mm -hmm. with record label XL Recordings and went okay. to London. Oh. Worked with Richard Russell in London. So she's an international star at this point. And then about a year later, they had conflicting ideas. Oh, and no, that's Yeah, she had, no, it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. So she went he to He probably wanted good music, and she wasn't capable of So she of went to Montreal. Conflicting. And changed, just went to Azealia Banks. Okay. She, got, lost, she lost the dollar sign, Miss Banks. Did she? Yeah, after, after okay. London. Yeah. And then uh, she went to Montreal for a little bit. How'd that work out? Pretty then, well. well. Then she, she came back to New York right after that. I don't know what her after Canadian. Mm -hmm. Oh, her visa expired. Ah, <laughs> uh, they kicked her out. So then she came back to New York, she and that's when back she exploded in the music industry. She came back right where she then, mm -hmm. as soon as she got back into the U.S., she sold keychains at a jazz club. Okay, that's probably where and she made her millions at a Queen strip club. So. Oh, and she danced at a at a strip club. And um, good, okay, classic. Then we're, you know, is that where she made three million dollars? I think so. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. she started down doing a bunch of digital downloads, and uh -huh. that's where we're at. Um, interesting Huge. point there. First of all, I don't see the path to the three million outside <laughs> of the strip. So the keychains. Oh, the keychains. Ex damn expensive. I mean, there's some, like some girls make some serious cash at strip clubs, but. And keychains. Don't forget the keychains. Just shy of three million, mostly. But in our exuberance to help her and her mm -hmm. request to leave mm -hmm. the country, we did not uh, take I into know. account the fact that those other countries would also not want her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate because she's already been sent back once. Um, any any country out there that would like her, uh, please, uh, if you could just give us a quick uh, email. Um, maybe tweet us at Pat and Stu. Let us mm -hmm. know because uh, honestly, we're free agency is open. Uh, yes. she's unrestricted yes. free agent. We, there's no matching offer. You know, there's no compensatory draft pick. You can just take her. Uh, so just let us know. You know, and really, any, I mean, if we need to throw in more people, mm -hmm. we can throw Jeffy in. Yeah, uh, and we're you, happy to do that. You can give us a call at triple eight seven two seven back. Yeah, we'll, I'm one we'll, of the people she hates. Why, why no, I'm just saying, yeah, I, that's true. I'm just saying maybe they need some of your a expertise. A fat white person. I mean, she could have used my expertise at the Queen Strip Club. I would have made her some more cash. I would agree. I would have showed her you how to earn a living. were there a giving better. her money. Uh, no, during Queens. That. You know what she could be, though, is a, an example of one of the people she hates so much. Here's Azalea Banks and one of the fat white <laughs> farmers that she hates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parade you out there on stage or something while she's rapping. It'd be great. Uh, meanwhile, a 15-year-old boy has been arrested in Great Britain. Why? Uh, because of a racist tweet. Teenager has been arrested on suspicion. Suspicion of sending a racist tweet aimed at, uh, I guess, uh, one of their soccer players, Danny Welbeck. Plays for uh, Arsenal. Do we know what it is? Hmm? Do we know what it is? What, what? the racist tweet was? It does not say here, but this the post was made after Welbeck netted the winning goal um, against uh, his former club, Manchester United. Uh, Manchester-born Welbeck, apparently a big fan of Manchester United, so he's a little pissed off about that. And he sent out a supposed racial tweet, which we don't even know the substance of. And the kid was arrested on suspicion of racial abuse and released on bail. He's 15 years old. He sent a tweet they don't like in Great Britain, and they arrested him. Uh, that's inconceivable to me in a, yeah. in a nation that's supposed to be free. Well, even Unbelievable. And beyond that, how can you even judge if it's unfair? 
if we don't even know what it is? If the media won't even tell us what the tweet in question was, how can we judge the policy? Like, what if it was uh, an obvious threat, uh, which it would be illegal. There are laws against making threats against other people. Yeah, but it doesn't say it was But that. it doesn't say that. And I, so we don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, they claim it's racist. Is it? What if it's not at all? Even if it is. Even if it is. You're going to arrest a 15-year-old kid yeah. who said something racist about a full-grown man. Who should be able to handle it. Yes. Who's probably making millions of dollars playing professional soccer in the biggest league in the world. Some kid tweets something he doesn't like and he has to go to jail for it? Wow, we are in trouble. We, this is serious, yeah. serious and, trouble. And there's a real problem with the media when they won't. I mean, we, we talk about like Jeez. how dumb it is, how stupid we sound on the air. And we sound mm. this way as well saying things like the n-word as if we're four years old right and but we can't say you notice don lemon didn't say the n-word no he didn't don lemon on cnn because he's black said the word over and over and over again as did the other two cost him his career yeah right uh there was a host uh, fairly recently uh a talk radio host that decided that it it sounded stupid that he said the n-word and just decided to say the word did not say it in hateful ways said it in the context Mm. of this exact conversation why is it okay for this to be used by some people and not others? And he was fired for that. Immediately. Um, yeah. And, and look, I, you know, I understand the rules. We're professional broadcasters-ish here. We understand that we have to do what we have to do. But, I mean, how, how absurd is it? It really is. And it's like, well, we, if the media continues to go down this road, uh, when you can't even uncover the content of the tweet that got this person in trouble, how can it possibly be judged? How can we have an open conversation about race if we can't, con- we can't come up with the content in the racial tweet? I mean, it, it becomes this idea that we just trust the government to tell us if it was racist or not. That's where we are now. We're okay with that. That's not a standard I'm comfortable with. No. Uh, and I don't think anybody should be comfortable with that standard. I'm not sure if it was just one tweet. I mean, it looks like it's advertised. I mean, they're telling us it's one tweet, but then in this article, it, they post one tweet that was presumably the beginning of it all. Beginning of it, okay. The uh, It read, Welbeck is dead to me, the effing C. Yeah, but that's not racist at all. Okay. And C then it said the tweet posted C. after Welbeck's de- divisive mm-hmm. role in the 2-1 to one final victory... I'm guessing it's uh, not Cracker that he used. Continued with <laughs> sickening references that are too offensive to publish here. Well, wait, so they wanted, if it's a C word I'm thinking of, uh, that's not, it's not racist. racist. Right, but she, as he said, it, it, I think it continues. It's more, yeah, I yeah. think they go on after that. But it, we don't know what it was. But we, again, we don't. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, wow, has the Western world collapse and there are real laws against harassment i mean I, obviously if you're sitting here and you're okay. constantly you know on top of somebody day after day after day you're an adult you're you know like I, there are rules i mean I, I think that that's a fair uh well, i mean look uh, women get harassed all the time yes, they online do. and, and yes, there are laws against that but there, to have a professional soccer player i don't know yeah. that there are i don't i don't know that oh, you can sure there are there's stalking rules yeah. there's harassment laws you can send tweets to people you could you could send a mean tweet to yeah, somebody. Yeah, I mean, Twitter, you can get. I you think can you have can. Twitter, I mean, you, you can have Twitter cancel your account. In America, you that, could but. send a racist tweet. You're not going to be arrested. Right, a tweet. I think you're right. Um, I think I, I I do think, and people have been. I mean, c- cyber bullying laws are all over the place now. I mean, you, 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 there's there's a limit to what you can do to a person, even if it's Twitter. 
But one racist tweet by a 15-year-old is not something that should cross that line. No. Uh, I mean, you know, look, it's, it, he should be maybe punished and by his mommy. There's a, I think I that's mean, fair. Rachel, if you're being bullied, you know, if you're in high school and your classmates are continually hammering you, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you step in and do something then. But if you're <laughs> like turn a the professional off. soccer player, can yeah. somebody be arrested for bullying you? I, I don't think, I think so. Well, I mean, at some I level, way. at some level, you can get to a point where you're unless you threaten somebody. them. Yeah, yeah, you could threaten if them. If you threaten yeah. them, I mean, I think there is. There, I mean, there's look. almost nothing you can do when you're when you're being stalked. Even I mean, the stalking laws are pretty iffy, and it is tough to stop a stalker before they've done anything to now, you. In this particular case, obviously, this conversation is moved yeah. because it's the UK. Um, and they have obviously yeah. different laws. And it's a kid but, who's 15 right. years old. And that makes it even more ridiculous. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. 888 back. More Pat and Scoot coming up. I mean, this is it's a situation where the parents should talk to them. Sure. Yeah. You know? Hey, don't. Yeah, don't do that, you idiot. What are you doing? Sure. That's uh, absolutely appropriate. It's not appropriate to put the guy in jail. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Al Gore was in Austin, Texas this week at South by Southwest. And he had some amazing things to say, including that those climate deniers who deny climate change should pay a penalty of some sort. They should be punished because it's hurting the environment. Almost as much as our SUVs do, and they have to pay a price now. What price is that? I don't know yet if it's if it's a fine of some sort, or if we send them directly to prison for life. What about death? That's a consideration. If you repeatedly deny climate change, because if you say, let me just throw this this option at you, because if it's mm -hmm. death, you can do the death or the fine or whatever. Okay. But then if you have if you do that, then you're exactly like extremist Islam. You can have death, right? Attacks. A fine or right. convert. I it's love it. It's the exact same, and it's already a, a pre-built structure. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Think about that. It's just almost exactly the same. It no, really they, is. I mean, they don't say it really is. They don't say death. Although some have said they should be tried for war crimes. Man. Climate deniers have uh, should be tried for war crimes. Um, so it's almost to that level. I mean, what do you do with those people? That is amazing. I mean, it's pretty obvious. So. I mean, they're continually accusing the right of being the Taliban. They're more like ISIS. I, I mean, really, th that is your option. Now you can you can convert and you can go along with everybody else that yes climate change is absolute and I don't care what evidence there is against it I agree with you Al you can pay the fee or you can die you have options though that's yeah, the you good do part have is you do have options and they believe in choice yeah they do by golly so. Uh, he said, we need to put a price on carbon to accelerate these trends. And in order to do that, we need to put a price on denial. 
in politics. So what does that mean? You put a price on denial in politics. What, what kind of price? What are you gonna, how are you going to punish people? If, I mean, he could obviously say, well, you know, you need you to vote not vote out of for office them. or you need to not mm -hmm. donate money to them or you need to not do business with companies who do these things who really nobody does them anymore. I mean, like there was a time where uh, Exxon tried to do things like they would pay uh, for studies by legitimate scientists who would go in there and look for uh, they, they they came up. Uh, they would be more friendly to their cause, as by the way, everyone would do. Mm -hmm. That's what you would do. I mean, like, if you believe your product was not hurting the environment, you'd go to a scientist who seemingly uh, would say, all right, well, let me look at this, and I'll look at it with an honest eye uh, and not count you out. Uh, as the same way as they would do, they wouldn't, you know, a, a person who agrees with Al Gore would not go to a skeptical scientist and say, well, you know what, can you do a study on the climate for me? I mean, they don't do that. You do, you're going to go to a scientist you think is going to treat your side fairly. And, you know, they did that uh, for a long time. They believed in free market principles. Don't, I don't know if done they do that anymore. For a long time. They yeah, haven't done they that for a long time. They haven't done this in, in a decade. Exxon Mobil, Chevron, they've all caved. Yeah. They've, they've all, all caved. capitulated uh, to the green movement. And now what they do, instead of promoting their oil services, their gas and, and their petroleum products is, hey, we're all about the energy. Uh, we're all about renewable energy now. We're working yeah. on solar, and we're developing wind, and we're trying to have pixie dust power your homes. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what they're all about now is capitulation. And so, I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. Uh, but, I, I, you know, so I've kind of given up on uh, defending them anymore because... It was uh, it was uh, Hoff, uh, John Hoffmeister, Hoffen, yeah. Hoffenmeister, Hoffmeister, Hoffmeister mm -hmm. from I think Shell, right? Shell, yeah. yeah, he used to be the Shell president, and he made the statement. Uh, he told me at one point because I asked him why are all of these oil companies capitulating to the green movement? What what is in it for them? And he said, well, because they know they're going to win in the end. Takes the heat off them initially. And they know that people need their products so badly that come what may, they win anyway. So why not just take some heat off and give in? Yeah, I mean, like you. When's the last time you saw a major oil company advertising on the Blaze? They don't. They don't, they don't bother. Do they they don't go do advertise it. on MSNBC and CNN yep. to win over the 0.1 percent who's open to their argument there. Yep. Uh, because they care about. They know that their product is is obviously uh, the lifeline of the entire civilization. You have as to have we know it. it. So they they don't care. They yeah. just go for the you know little PR care. here and there, and I, I don't think it's a good strategy to be honest. But I, it sucks and it pisses yeah, me off. It does. Um, and, and you know, look, there's a lot of people uh, do, making a lot of accusations about the climate. There's a new documentary apparently that's coming out, um, looking at uh, making all sorts of accusations about pundits for hire on all sorts of controversial topics. Watch. <laughs> Communication is about sales. Keep it simple. People will fill in the blank with their own, I hate to say biases, but with their own perspective in many cases. The tobacco companies knew nicotine was an addictive drug, yet they told Congress. I believe nicotine is not addictive. You see the same small group of people that the tobacco industry used working on all kinds of other issues. Dioxins, pesticides, chemicals in general, I mean, there's no evidence that these are harming us. Scientists would explain the science. Against the scientists, they will have a so-called expert. Seven-week-old baby was in a crib. I literally heard a gasp when he told the story about this baby. Either one of you paid to testify for your time here in opposition to the bill. Citizen fire safety.
Citizens for Fire Safety, the three largest makers of flame retardants in the world. Some of these so-called experts have to be very, very good at it. I'm not a scientist, although I do play one on TV occasionally. Uh, okay, hell, more than occasionally. <laughs> it creates a whole new cast of characters, these people who become well-known for casting doubt on global warming. Catastrophic global warming is a hoax. There's no scientific consensus. You go up against a scientist, most of them are very hard to understand and very boring. It's all about preventing you from looking where the action really is, which is in the science. The Earth is getting warmer, no question about it. It's kind of an amazing accomplishment. Such a small group of people have had an enormous impact on public opinion. We're the negative force. We're just trying to stop stuff. What do you want about the actual comment there? When he says we're the negative force, we just want to stop, stop stuff. The beginning of that sentence is probably they make us out to be the negative force <laughs> that we only want to stop stuff. Yeah, I that drives me out of my mind. So they they say that Mark Morano is not a scientist, and they put him on split screen with Bill Nye, the science guy, also, also not, not a, scientist. a scientist. That's a great point. God, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that is a great point. I mean, look, and people, the, the guy who you know, the people doing food ink is not. not uh, that's what. I, that's the other thing. I don't think we the need to bring that up. Food ink people are joke. It's a it's a, a joke. attack on capitalism is all that was. Yep. Uh, it, it's funny though because you have uh, this. He's describing like Mark. I don't know what you know. I don't know what would motivate Mark Morano, who's a guy who's uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, an evil climate denier uh, to, I don't know what would motivate him to participate in, in, in a thing like that. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know why he would do that. Um, maybe he, they lied to him. Um, yeah, maybe. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, it's interesting because they called him, Jeffy, do you have that quote that they, they called him a, uh, a, a fascinating thing that I've never seen before? <laughs> a grinning skull, a, something. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm going to look for that. But anyway, I joked about it earlier. Yeah, they demonized him all through this movie. And apparently the point of this is to demonize everybody who denies that climate change is catastrophic and killing us and all man caused and that we can do anything about it. Now, a lot of these guys probably believe there has been some warming. But you know what? Uh, That happens from time to time in an earth that cycles through climate yeah uh, you know and and this idea it's it's to say it's impossibly laughable the the idea that they that that they present here is is not overstating it the idea that you could get five or six i mean we've had many of them on and and some of them i love to death but they're essentially a bunch of boring white guys Mm -hmm. Uh, to to say that you can get four or five boring white guys to take over the world and influence the country to not believe what every media source continually blabs to them is just laughable. The amount of money that goes into the propaganda in favor of global warming is dwar- completely dwarfs any amount of money that's spent on trying to come up with the denial on it, mm-hmm. quote unquote. It's such a ridiculous thing. You're talking about major universities and, and you're talking about uh, governments uh, across the world. You're talking about, uh, you know, NBC de- dedicates a week of their programming on all of their networks to Green Week. Do you think there's an equivalent thing going on at any other network? No. It's so pathetically laughable a case. 
uh, that it's hard to believe anybody would buy it unless, as, as they try to accuse Mark of doing, uh, you go in there with predetermined biases. You go in and you say, okay, well, I know myself that, uh, you know, the climate is, uh, it, it, you know, Al Gore is right. Therefore, I will go and make fun of these people I think are dumb. Well, I mean, if you go in there with that attitude, obviously the movie's going to appeal to you. But it, I mean, if you look at these things honestly at all, this is just, it's laughable. It's yeah. trying to make, you know, you're trying to make a, the thank you for smoking case against these guys. And, you know, it's kind of, it's just, it's silly. Mm. You know, I mean, guaranteed, uh, you know, look, people don't like Fred Singer. He's been around for a long time and he's been involved in uh, all sorts of different things. Although he's got much, a much longer scientific resume than anyone involved in that documentary. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, they don't have it in front of me, but his, his, his resume is quite long and, and, and storied as far as, the, you know, in the world of, uh, you know, scientific uh, uh, achievement. Um, now, people have doubted him in the past, and he's come up with some things that may or may not have been right over the years, and blah, 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 blah. However, to just pick a few of these guys out of there and act as if there's not others, they don't pick out, you know, John Christie from the University of Alabama, Huntsville, who sits here and has developed the way we measure temperature globally. He's one of the guys who's developed the methods that we do it at all, and he is, in their words, a denier. He's not appearing in that documentary. Uh, you know, and it's, it, this is the, it's the same pattern. And you want to talk about propaganda? That's exactly what that. It's a great word to start that trailer because yeah. that that is what the movie is. Uh, meanwhile, Obama's uh, campaign team, organizing for action, uh, sent the climate change fantasy tournament message to liberal supporters uh, yesterday, asking them to choose among the embarrassing eight. So it's modeled on the March Madness tournament. And these are the embarrassing eight Republicans who deny climate science. And uh, here's the brackets. You've got John Boehner going up against Steve King, Marco Rubio and Bob Pittenger, uh, Mitch McConnell against James Inhofe, Cory Gardner against Duncan Hunter. Is it Cory Gardner, the guy that banned birth control? He is. Yes. Mm. Yes. I remember that. Yes, he is. I'm sorry. If in, how is Inhofe so... not, a, not a one seat in this? Come I know. On. That's what I was going to ask. He's, I bet he's going to be that's pissed. That's what I was going to ask. If he does not win this, he's going to be pissed. So Inhofe has already beaten Ted Cruz. Nice. Uh, Congratulations. And moved into the next round. Uh, what, you know, but this is all to, to humiliate and, and demonize and mock, and it's all along the Saul Alinsky scale, and Ooh. they just keep doing it. Look, uh, can you imagine with that we have a president... At the, at the pathetic level to post something like this on yeah, his own website. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's it really like, is. what happened to the office? I will forget, you know, we, forget the fact that it's, uh, it's a bunch of crap. You know, mm -hmm. forget the, the fact that it's you're just trying to vilify your enemies. It's a pathetic turn. It's, it's a bit we would do as a dumb right. talk radio yeah, show. Yeah. This right. is the president of the United States on BarackObama.com. That's what's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. 888 More patents do coming up. That, uh, that makes you a grinning skull nihilist. Grinning skull nihilist, that's what they called it. Stop grinning. What is that? A grinning skull nihilist. Oh, don't try to forget that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, something that uh, Jeffy, I think you're you be pretty interested in because you've been doing this for a while, uh, monitoring people's shower usage. Um, the EPA. <laughs> I don't think he's monitoring usage. 
I think he's just monitoring showers. Yeah, he's monitoring showers. That's what the yeah. EPA wants yeah. to do. They want to monitor how long uh, hotel guests spend in the shower. And I guess that's kind of what you're doing, right, Jeffy? I assume. Sort of in a way. I mean, it's possible. I know someone that has some information that could sell to the EPA that would help them out <laughs> their, with some of their findings. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's uh, interesting. Uh, the agency is spending $15,000 to create a wireless system that will track how much water a hotel use, uh, guest uses to get them to modify their behavior. And what this will do is it attaches to your shower, uh, and it, it has a wireless device to broadcast how long you've had the shower on back to mm. the central uh, mm -hmm. sort of uh, area so that they can calculate it. Because right now, they just know how much the total hotel uses, and they don't right. know exactly breaking it down so person to person. If they can break it down person to person, what they can do then is turn off the cold water and just scald you with scalding <laughs> hot water <laughs> so you happened. get out of the shower quickly. Yeah. Or you just turn off the hot water and then, you know, hit you with cold water. Or even something where it would just... Get out! The or water would turn off and make you turn, turn it, it back on. Right. Uh, so it would just be annoying and hope... And or, that's or, would, or that's where they would start charging you more. Or it would turn off and stay off, and then you just can't use anymore because you hit your limit. Part of the deal is you get 10-minute uh, showers or 8-minute showers or 6-minute showers or whatever the time, a lot right. of time is from the powers that be, and then There's no once reason. you pass that point... Uh, You're paying by the minute. Yeah, we're no reason, Jeff, by the anyone to take more than a three minute shower wash your body get the hell out get out grandpa is know that I mean? you <laughs> <laughs> showers are uh, an indulgent experience uh the hot water uh i love freaking showers i, I when i go on vacation i'm thinking like six a day they're fantastic I love showers, I and you turn them up to like that super hot scalding level, mm -hmm. and like the whole room fills with steam, and then it just like it gets you. It's like almost okay. like a hot tub. All right, Mister Grinning Skull Nihilist. Tough Thank to get pictures you. through that Why steam, though. Thank what? you. Tough to get pictures through that steam. I'm just saying, if you. Why would you? Uh, my what are you worried about <laughs> pictures for? <laughs> You're such a dirtbag. Triple eight seven two seven. You're back. such a, gr a grinning skull Nihilist. Oh man, mm. yeah. Uh, we've got uh, we've got St. Patrick's Day to celebrate today. Oh yeah, uh, we got Glenn talking about World War coming up. Ooh, that, uh, what's better way? There's no better way. There's no better way to celebrate St. Patty's Day, sure and bigora, than Glenn talking about nuclear. War. And we have an early week episode of Spoons coming up. This oh, is a special. You're gonna love this. Oh. Mr. Grinning Skull. Attention, Mr. Ism. Mr. Nihilism. Please report to the lobby. Mr. Ism. Mr. Nihilism. <laughs> you love the Grinning Skull Nihilism. I do. Thing, I love Grinning Skull Nihilism. <laughs> That's a phrase we're going to have to use a lot. Because I think I like it, it. We, were, we were kind of dissecting that a little bit. Uh, nihilist, okay. You wanted, That's a typical attack. Right. And the fact that he's a smiling nihilist okay that's mm -hmm. what you're accusing him of the word skull is in there just for effect like it's like if you yeah. say he's a grinning nihilist eh. but okay. when you say he's a grinning skulled nihilist for some reason it makes it a lot worse it, well it does because uh -huh. now he's 
a skeleton or something. Right. Yeah, it's right? really weird. <laughs> he's, mm. he's not survived his nihilism, and now he's still grinning through it. I think it, I, I was thinking about it through the break, and that's what I think I make of it. But uh, I, I think mostly it's just good for uh, paging people. <laughs> paging Mr. Ism, Mr. Nihilism. Paging Mr. Skull, <laughs> Mr. Grinning Skull. <laughs> I okay. like the effect. That's yeah. Nice That's job nice. in this in the studio there. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Oh, uh, Glenn had a great special last night on uh, what is going on in Russia, uh, and the latest today is, and it's not confirmed as far as I know yet, but there's really strong rumor from uh, credible sources that that uh, Vladimir Putin's personal bodyguard, who was potentially, that's also rumored, who was rumored to maybe be the next head of the FBS, which replaced the This K is starting to KGB. sound like an Al Gore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, one I'm guy who potentially... <laughs> a rumored potentially... <laughs> source of rumors who's rumorized that rumors could rumorize into rumors has said this. It's definitely rumorific. It and, is, uh, it is a, but that's what happens with foreign affairs like yeah, this. I mean, especially in Russia. Uh, so, what we believe is that the bodyguard of Vladimir Putin is dead, and that he was killed. And that lends credence to the fact that maybe Putin was taken for those 11 days he was gone and, you know, made to shape up or whatever the case may be. Anyway, here's uh, some of the well, what he had to say last night about what's going on in, in Russia. Russia is playing for this part of the world. Um between these two seas right here. They want their old territory back. They want all of this back, and then some. They are trying to reestablish the Third Roman Empire, and the Third Roman Empire was centered here in Crimea. They have already taken that. We have just done Operation Atlantic Resolve, which means, unbeknownst to most of us, because our media just doesn't care to cover important things, Operation Atlantic Resolve, we have put troops and tanks and everything else here in this area, and we have drawn a line saying, as NATO, you are not crossing this. Okay? So now Putin disappears, comes back, more of a hard line, and that hard line wants to take the Ukraine, which is right here, across that line. Russia trying to reclaim the land that they believe is there. We've put up our defensive line, the Operation Atlantic Resolve, and the Caliphate. The Caliphate is pushing another way. Here is where the Caliphate is in Syria. I said that it would actually be in Turkey. The reason why I said it would be in Turkey is because the other um, important, iconic um, place in the world uh, was um, in Turkey, Istanbul. That was another, um, it used to be Constantinople. It was a very important religious, for Christians, religious center point. <clears throat> Most people think of Rome as the Christian empire, but it's not. Um, it is now. It was here, here, and at the time when the um, Arab world was sweeping through the Middle East and coming up here, they were stopped in Paris. And it was in the 1300s that, that, that the French pushed them back through Spain. So if you think like somebody who was, um, uh, you know, stuck in the 1300s, you would want 
These guys, this is Rome to you. This is Rome to you. We have to start thinking like they think. Now, what happened, Moscow is, being dis- is destabilizing Europe by funding the neo-Nazis. Pegida, the Golden Dawn, there's Nazis here, there's Nazis here, there's Nazis here, there's Nazis here. And all of that money is coming in from Moscow. This is a collision course with Putin and the West. And this is what you have to understand. What Putin is doing here is Putin is um, sending all of this money over to um, Europe because he's saying the Christians have lost their way. The United States of America is not standing up for Christendom anymore. Who's really standing up? Because in the caliphate and because we've destabilized the Middle East, all of this has been destabilized. And where are all of the refugees going? They're all going up into Italy. 200,000 refugees and illegal immigrants have come up into Europe just in, what, the last quarter? 200,000. Can you imagine having a bunch of people from Tunisia or Libya or Egypt or Syria coming through your border? 200,000 of them? That's why you have the neo-Nazis starting to rise up, because just like our governments, their governments aren't doing anything about it. They're not stopping any of the illegal immigration. So what's going to happen, I believe, is they're going to hit Paris. And that will excite all of the people to come up here and here and up through here. And it will start to squeeze Europe. When that happens, as I said, this line of NATO will fall back around here and Moscow will push this way and this way. And then we're going to be left with the question that we had in the 1940s. Do we fight the fascists and the communists? Or do we side with the communists to beat the fascists? We decided we would ban with the communists. So this time it will be, oh, geez, Russia's a really bad guy, again, the fascists there. Do we side with the fascists or do we side with ISIS? We will pick Russia. Russia and ISIS are the two driving forces steering the globe closer to the edge of world war. And let me take you to Russia. Let me give you an update on what has happened with Putin. He finally reappeared this morning, and he joked about the gossip surrounding his disappearance, but he never disclosed what the actual reason for his 10-day escape was. So why was he gone? Well, let me show you a few things that have happened, because I don't have the answer, but let me give you a few things that bother me. Before the disappearance, a Putin critic, we've shown you, uh, got whacked. Now, this is the guy who was on our side. This is the only guy that if Putin was going to get whacked himself, we would say, okay, whew. But he got whacked in an obvious hit job. At the same time, you have the head of the military, Igor Gherkin, saying that Putin is going to, quote, end up like Tsar Nicholas or Milosevic if he doesn't straighten up. Those ended in a coup and death. Then Putin goes missing. Wild rumors begin to circulate. He's dealing with a love child. There's a coup. He's had a stroke. He's dead. While he's missing, and this is important to notice, the state media, remember that, the state media released a documentary where Putin said Russia was ready to go nuclear if need be. This was a message to the West. 
Then this morning, Putin returned. He joked about being gone for a while, and the first thing he did, he did was order a massive-scale military drill over the polar cap. Why would you do it over the polar cap? Because the polar cap allows you to come over into the NATO territory. So let me put this into context of Operation Atlantic Resolve. In response to Russia's recent aggression in the Ukraine, the U.S. Army launched a massive military convoy stretching over a thousand miles through six European countries, forming the defensive line against Russia. We warned in our special The Root, Red Storm Rising, that this would end in one of two ways. Either Putin would get more aggressive or Putin wouldn't be aggressive enough and extremists would grow impatient and seek a coup. So the missing Putin, was this a warning to Putin to say, do as we say, or was it just about a love child? I will tell you, up until I found out that he was gone for 11 days, I bought the love child thing. I thought, okay, if he's gone for three, four days, but the love child thing I have a hard time from the guy who I hunt bears and sharks in my underpants without a shirt with my bare hands, I just don't see him phased by his love for children for 10 or 11 days. So Russia continues to destabilize the region and itself. Here's the problem. If men like Dugan and Gherkin are publicly supporting a hostile military takeover, which they are, we are in for very dark times. One of the possible candidates is Sergei Soigu. He is the most hardline of the hardliner fascists, and he possesses all three prerequisites needed to pull off a successful coup. He has access to lots of money. He controls the Russian state media. You know, the one that just released an old tape of Putin taking a hard line. He is also the head of the military. If he takes over, it would make Putin look like Mother Teresa. Any Russian restraint would be snuffed out. Russia's march to reclaim the Third Roman Empire would be on big time. This is very scary stuff, especially if you understand what the caliphate is after. We can only cross our fingers and hope that it was the love child, which indeed it might have been. But let me give you the update now on ISIS. I saw another story that made my blood run cold. A few weeks ago, I said on the air that France was in real danger. Watch. Because of what is happening, I believe London, France, Germany... Greece, I believe these things could be destroyed in what is coming, and especially because, remember who you're fighting against, you're fighting against um, Islamic extremists. The places that they will target will be places like the Cathedral of Notre Dame. You could go back to, German, uh, to uh, France in 15 years from now, and it might be free. It might not be. It might be free. But the Cathedral of Notre Dame may be gone. So this weekend, when I saw this headline on The Blaze, I froze. ISIS vows to bomb White House, Big Ben, and the Eiffel Tower. I thought for a while now that it was France, especially with the massive illegal immigration problem, that it would take the center stage. I will tell you that I have an interview coming out with Tim Ferriss on his podcast that I did a week ago. I think it comes out in three or four weeks. And he asked me, what do you see for Europe? And I told him in that interview... 
maybe a week, two weeks ago, um, that it's going to be France and it's going to be the Cathedral of Notre Dame. And he looked at me and I felt a little awkward because it was strangely specific and out of the blue. But now that I see ISIS is all but declaring Paris their number one target, I believe this is important for you to understand. On a side note, the young kid who executed the so-called spy that ISIS caught, he's from France, they believe. The kid couldn't have been more than 11 or 12 years old. That's how scary this is getting. I know people have mocked ISIS on Twitter for saying that they were going to conquer Rome, but I don't believe they look at Rome the way you look at Rome. Maybe they do. Again, they are coming through Italy as well. Can they do it? I don't know. Will they try? Well, Bin Laden in 1999 said that he was going to bomb the skyscrapers of New York. I'd suggest that we take these people at their word. You have to think like a 13th century person and the Crusades to understand their words. Remember, ISIS keeps talking about fighting the armies of Rome. Back in the Crusades days, the caliphate was dominated, um, uh, was dominating, and it was France that pushed the Moors out of Spain and put a stop to it. So what does that have to do with the armies of Rome? Here's where it gets interesting. Pope Clement V in the 13th century relocated the seat of the Catholic Church to Avignon, France. Most people don't remember. Believe me, the Muslims do. It was Pope Clement who gave the order to send the Crusades out to the Levant, as in the L in ISIL. So to them, they would be fighting the armies of Rome when they target France. Their symbolic target, I don't believe, will be the Eiffel Tower. I think they will go for something sacred, like the cathedral at Notre Dame, or maybe something in Avignon. I don't know. They'll hit what they can. After all, ISIS wants to conquer a small town in Dabiq just because they, will be, they believe it will initiate the literal countdown to the apocalypse. These people are looking for religious symbolism. The globe continues its march toward war. The media continues to fail to give us perspective. So we will stay on this. is a fine day. Top of the morning to you. Barack Obama. Little bar Barack Obama Irish accent there for so you. So good. Really good. So good. Really good. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day and uh, happy one to you. We're uh, celebrating all day long by wearing blue. I don't. Uh, well, actually, Stu has green. Well, green. Stu remembered. Good job. Thank you. Nicely, nicely done. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. He won't even. He didn't even. even fist no, nah, he wouldn't even do the fist. All right. Anyway, uh, here's some things about. Uh, here's some things about St. Patrick's Day that you probably didn't know. Ah, uh, welcome, laddies. How's the crack? 
No, not that stuff. Crack is just a common Irish phrase for where's the fun, music and good times. Happy days, St. Paddy's Day is upon us. And yes, we all know the history of Ireland's patron saint. Born in Britain, not Ireland, taken prisoner, escaped, realised the calling from God Almighty, travelled back to Ireland, drove out all the snakes, converted everyone to Christianity, the end. But here are a few things you might not have known. For instance, St. Patrick was traditionally associated with the colour blue, not green. So you wouldn't expect to see many people wearing green in his honour. Ireland long considered green to be unlucky. And the old Irish folk tales revealed that those who wore too much green would actually be snatched away by the good people. That's another name for the fairies. So on the Emerald Isle, you'd either have bad luck or be kidnapped for wearing green. And the shamrock supposedly used by St. Patrick to help explain the Holy Trinity, became a fashion accessory by the 17th century. Well, not really. But it did come to represent Irish nationalism and pride, as well as malcontent with English rule. Every day, nearly 5.5 million pints of the famous Irish stout Guinness alone are consumed. We think that's a lot. That's nothing. All over the world on St. Patty's Day, Guinness is topped off at around 13 million pints. Speaking of Guinness, did you know that it's actually healthy for you? The American Heart Association reported in 2003 that the classic dark stout may actually help (laughs) prevent heart attacks. Ah, Guinness, it is good for the heart. And I'll leave you with the traditional Irish toast. May you get all your wishes but one, so you always have something to strive for. Faith and Begora. Triple eight seven two seven. Back there, there, there you go. Uh, what more do you do to So actually, no, no, we, but Blue, you actually wrote, wore that's the right color. And that's why. That's why I that's did it. Why, but you didn't know that. Until no, I, I knew that. I knew that. Uh, was, I didn't want to blow it, though. Ah, fist bump on that one. Yeah. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Now that we've <laughs> seen the history on St. Patty's Day, here's the most important history in American history that you may not. The most important know day about. in American history. Most important day hmm. in American history. And hide a hundred thirty ships and thirty thousand men. The English knew the you Spanish were coming, no. and they were ready for them. Mm-hmm. But they lacked in firepower. They made up in maneuverability, familiarity with the treacherous English Channel and the most capable and creative sea commanders of the age, Lord High Admiral Howard, Sir John Hawkins, and Sir Francis Drake. They knew they couldn't win a shootout with the Spanish, so instead they launched a preemptive attack on the Spanish fleet while it was still docked in the French port of Calais. Setting a number of their own ships on fire, they sailed them into the port. The Spanish cut their anchors to flee the flaming English ships. But in their panic, they only made matters worse. The Spanish ships rammed into each other, tangling riggings, slicing sails, and crushing hulls. Hmm. The vessels that weren't damaged were sitting ducks for the English cannon. Seeing that England had blocked their escape back to Spain, the badly wounded armada sailed north into the Atlantic, hoping to regroup. But then the weather turned, and Mother Nature finished what the English had started. Huh. Well, why is that such an important uh, date in American history? Hmm. I mean, after all, that's the uh, Spanish Armada being uh, destroyed by uh, the English Navy, right? Uh, Here's more on this important date. Why was the defeat of the Spanish Armada so important to American history? If the Armada had won, England would have become part of the Spanish Empire. Mm -hmm. There would have been no further English exploration of the North American coastline. In all likelihood, Spain, not England, would have colonized the eastern seaboard and expanded westward. Spain would have ruled America as it did South America. There would have been no 13 colonies, no 13 original United States. The America that we know would not exist. The defeat Mm. of the Spanish Armada on July 28, 1588, 
made America possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, you know, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, could they have uh, taken over Britain It's if they would have won? Yeah, maybe. Uh, would it have lasted? Would it have held up? Or would they eventually have pushed the Spanish out of there anyway? Yeah. Uh, it's, I it's, don't know. It's, it's, who knows? I mean, you never know. You can't, it's hard to predict those things, but it's a really interesting piece of history I hadn't yeah, heard. Is. That's a part yeah. of Prager University. Uh, Dennis Prager does a lot of uh, really cool things good stuff. Uh, on that. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be here, I believe, tomorrow is with he? Glenn uh, for television. Uh, so you don't want to miss that because uh, he's he's done a lot of that stuff and it's it's uh, really interesting to kind of look back at that stuff. It, it's not just history he does either. It's arguments about uh, what's going on today in the world and things yeah, like he that. Had, he had one while ago that we played. Uh, yeah, fairly recently. Don't remember what it was on. I don't but, either. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I do remember that. So check it out tomorrow on uh, Glenn's TV show, 5 p.m. Eastern, here on the Blaze. Meanwhile, there's a uh, cop in Maryland. He used to be a cop in Maryland, and now he's testifying about uh, gun policy, and he's doing it for good reason because you know they are seemingly the left would like to shut down uh, a lot of our gun rights, and they know they can't do it by directly taking on the Second Amendment, so they're trying to do an end run around the U.S. Constitution. And so I, I love it when people like this stand up. This is a guy who used to believe, as the left does, that guns were the most dangerous thing in society and that if people owned guns, it would become the wild, wild west. And here he is uh, testifying before the Maryland Senate last week. In uh, March of 2012, I was assigned to the Maryland State Police Licensing Division as the commander. I decided what good and substantial was. That was my job. I want to tell you, I haven't always felt the way I do right now. Uh, I was assigned there because the state of Maryland lost a lawsuit against good and substantial, where they said it didn't fit uh, a good definition. It just wasn't, wasn't reasonable. And so we were going to start issuing handgun permits. And I've got to be honest with you, I was a little bit scared. Not so much afraid of people having handgun permits, but I was afraid of how would my people process that, a division who had been ignored for so long with so few people, how would we do that? How many people would come out? Mm -hmm. uh, and these crazy people, these Second Amendment activists, they're all going to want these. They're trophies. Mm -hmm. They're all going to want this permit. It's going to be scary. Dangerous people are going to be getting guns. Just any Joe citizen is going to get a gun. And so I started uh, researching a little bit. Hmm. It's a good place to start. Uh, you know, if you're gonna, you're gonna, no, I, I don't recommend it. Even if you're going to categorize no. an entire group of people in no. a negative fashion, you don't, don't, you don't think you should research? I don't think so. It's really? hard on the eyes. You could go blind. Uh, it makes the mind hurt. Too much information starts getting <laughs> out of there, and then things start spilling out your ears. It's not good for you. It's too really much information not, makes the brain hurt? makes it hurt, and then sometimes some of it leaks out. All over your pillow and stuff. It's gross. And I, I don't recommend it. Hmm. And reading a bunch of stuff, researching it, or even if it's online, makes your eyes hurt. Well, it's I not would, good. You I can would, go blind from that. Don't do it. I don't believe don't your do theory, um, but out of an abundance of precaution, I'm not going to research it because then that could, this is going to happen. Very, very, I don't, <laughs> I don't very prudent on your part. Uh, well, here's what he did, though. Okay. And here's what happened with him. <laughs> if you want to end up like but this. you know what? When I met them, they schooled me. They not only schooled, they, they embarrassed me. Yeah. They humbled me. I was wrong. I think you've done that I yourself. I was completely wrong. I'd fought my life. I put my life on the line every day mm -hmm. for the state of Maryland and the citizens of the state of Maryland. I worried about people carrying guns. I really mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. I thought there would be blood in the street 
And? So I devoted myself to studying that. And if you've been around me, you know that I'm pretty obsessive about everything that I do. I do know that. So when you. I say I studied mm -hmm. it, I mean I slept two hours a night studying it. I called everybody I could, See? every resource, Didn't work talked to well. every person I could. And I found out some staggering information about handgun permits and what was going on. My fears weren't justified. A 10-year hmm. study was done, done from 1987 to, um, uh, and on that said... <laughs> that studied over 2.5 million carriers. Of those, 168 people had their permit revoked for a, an offense involving a firearm. And more often than not, it was for accidentally carrying that firearm into a non-gun non zone or, or a gun-free zone. Mm -hmm. mm. So, you know, he's a gun advocate. Uh, you got, and unfortunately, I'm hung up on the 10-year <laughs> ten ten study from 1987 to... Um, uh, on. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I could be fair to the guy, a ten-year, a ten-year study. You would say 1997. I, I, would, I would assume. <laughs> However, but again, I I've done too much research yeah. into it. I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I would say you have not done enough because a ten-year study, if it includes 1987, would end in 1996. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, right. okay. okay. Would and that may have been where he got hung up. <laughs> He may have overthought it. He may have overthought it. He may have overthought it. He studied way too much, this guy. He only sat for two hours. Give the guy a break. And by the way, he came to the correct conclusion. Yes, he did. Good for him. That's great. So I kind of... Ten-year study from 1987 till, you know, another day, another time. And a lot of stuff was in it. But basically what he... The important part of that was 2.5 million people, almost no crimes, and the crimes that were committed were violations yeah. of people bringing guns into gun-free zones. That is the relevant part. That is pretty it was, amazing. It was, a, it was out of 2.5 million people, I think he said 168 gun violations. 168 people out of 2.5 million lost their license. So it was .0006, something to that effect. It was... Uh, amazingly low. How many lives amazing. are too uh, few? It's a great point. You know? It's a great I think how many, You know how many are too many? One. One. Uh, it's like if, mm -hmm. if, if you have one person dead and ten more people die, you have like... Uh, more that, people. Many more people Pe dead. People and think about dead. that. Think you have, you have to people that. that are dead, I and that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more patents, too. It's coming up. It's soon. inevitable. And in, unfortunate in, after that it, particular break. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but we're going to take a two-minute break, and it'll go from here until um, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, some period of time from we'll now. Break the clock. Right after that's, commercial. Of, it'll happen um, from here till it ends. And it'll... And then we'll yeah. come back. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Back Patents Two. I was just noticing TV ratings uh, have seen a double-digit decline for the fifth straight month. It's a little bit of a concern for the $65 billion television industry. As they see ad revenues continue to decline, ratings continue to decline. What are they going to do? I mean, they still have, they still have some good shows on TV. Mm -hmm. um, they still have, uh, but these aren't the network shows, but they've got Jeffy's favorite, which is Walking Dead, right? On One of my AMC. favorites, yeah. Uh, they, they have NCIS, NCIS Boise, NCIS Pocatello. Yes. NCIS St. George, NCIS Des Moines. 
Are they still doing the NCIS that's the road between Boise and Pocatello? Yes. <laughs> or did that end yet? Has that no, come I to a conclusion? pulled the plug on Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, but it, it sparked a spinoff, <laughs> which was the NCIS road to uh, Dubuque, Iowa. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's still, it, it's a thriving series. And, uh, Actually, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I, you must not have seen the headline, but Dubuque threw them out. So it's... It's NCIS Road to Davenport now. Is it Davenport? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, a I mean, lot goes on in that road. A lot going on. A lot going on. A lot going on in that road. Is, is uh, you know, and they still got, I mean, among the four, you got NBC, ABC, CBS. CBS is number one, right? Fox still doing pretty well. Is, uh, are the Simpsons still on? Oh, yeah. Still going pretty strong, too. I mean, they're in. Is it funny? Where, yeah. and where is that ranked now? Is it still in the top 25-ish? I don't know. Um, I, the ratings aren't as good as they used to be, I will say that. Um, and, and the show, I would say, also isn't as good as it used to be. I mean, it's not bad Do now. Do you watch it? I, I, can't, I still DVR it every week. Do you really? It's just, you know, on the DVR wow. preset. And so wow. it still pops up. And when I'm, I'm like, flipping around mm -hmm. and I, there's nothing to watch, I'll, I'll put on a Simpsons episode. I don't feel like the need to, like, be completely fully engaged in it anymore. Like, I've seen, mm -hmm. I know what's going on. There was a time that probably the first 12 seasons, I saw every single episode of The Simpsons. And was there, you know, every Sunday religiously. Like, I love that show. And I still like it. It's still, I still like it. It's still funny. But, you know, it's... Since 1989. Yeah. I mean, that's Think a long four, run. It's 26 years. Think that, I mean, is it the longest running ever? It's the longest running, I can't remember Sitcom. the exact, it's, I think it's the longest running I, comedy series of all time. I 581 think. episodes. Yeah. I think that uh, Gunsmoke is the longest running TV series. Is that right? Is that, was that 28 years or something? TV so, series? I mean, it's coming up on that. It might, it might turn out to be the longest running television show of all time. Eventually, but um, uh, kind of interesting. Let's see, Simpsons. <clears throat> um, it does okay. Uh, let's see, Simpsons. Eight o'clock. A one, uh, three point six million viewers, um, which is uh, what place? What place is that? Is that top fifty? I don't have it. In, I only have it by the 3. day. Point, three point six is probably. But not like three point six for huge. the Simpsons. Maybe some other ones. Family Guy. Three point <laughs> four five million. So it was slightly ahead of that. Um, uh, let's see, what are some other Fox shows? Wow. Last Man on Earth, 3.76 million. Um, I mean, Battle Creek, they're canceling with 6.79 million viewers. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't think it's their... It's, it, at one point was the, you know, the entire network. And yeah. I, I don't think it's that anymore. But yeah. still, I mean, it still does okay. And, yeah. and, and still, you know, certainly... Uh, they're, they're planning on doing a, supposedly another movie. Um, the Are last really? movie did a huge business. I mean, they made hundreds of millions of dollars off of that. Uh, so it's I, crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing series. Um, 888-727-BECK. Uh, also, Chancellor uh, Angela Merkel. It's, can we get over the Angela thing? These that's dumb her name. Germans. Okay, it's pronounced Angela. It's not no, it's Angela. Angela. It's Angela. Okay? That's her name. It's people in their language. No, it's... Stop Car. talking like that, okay? Whatever Stop you it. said is sexy that way. <laughs> it is, though, right? It's the romance language. It's why Hitler had all the chicks, <laughs> uh, if I remember. It is, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, her government introduced Germany's first nationwide wage, uh, minimum wage of 850, 850 euros per hour. So that would be 
I don't know, 10, 11 bucks yeah, an hour? Yeah, 11, 12 bucks Somewhere an hour. Somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And apparently uh, the employers are finding creative ways to get around it. Um, uh, the NGG Food and Catering Union is fielding up to $400, uh, 400 calls a day from people who say their employers are finding ways to circumvent the law. Uh, seeing some employers display an awful lot of creativity to get around it. He said some workers were no longer getting paid for overtime. Well, uh, we've talked about this yeah. a million times. <laughs> of course this is going to happen. It's so funny. I saw an article this morning that said, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but it, the headline was, uh, the $15, uh, the, the $15 an hour um, uh, minimum wage in Seattle has passed, and it's doing things that no one expected. And you open up the article, and it's restaurants are closing down. That was what we know. <laughs> no one no expected, one expected it. Of course it. we expected it. Of course it. we expected it. It was the first thing. It's the only thing we expected to happen. Of course all these businesses are going to close because they can't make money anymore. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Butchers have complained that they must pay a fee of up to 100 euros per month to use knives they need to cut meat. Bakers say they're being paid in buns and bread instead of cash. Last week, a, server, a survey by Polster Infratest... Uh, showed 15% of Germans had heard about employers sidestepping the minimum wage uh, from family and friends, and 3% said they were directly affected. So, I mean, this happens every single time. Yeah, there's it, always going to be an effect on, this, especially on the lower end uh, of the income scale, and, and this is the people that that need the help the most, and they get screwed. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's sad, but it is uh, the the result of progressive policy. In a really nice story, though, uh, actor Robert Downey Jr. delivered a bionic arm to a kid in central Florida who's missing his right arm above the elbow. And the arm was made by uh, Limitless Solutions. It's a subsidiary and, of Stark Industries, I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then delivered by uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Here's a, here's a peek at that. Hey, Alex, how are you? Not as Iron Man. Pleasure to meet you. Himself. I have another bionics expert on hand, so I thought I'd drop by. Thank you. Yes, yeah, a pleasure. Nice bow tie, by the way. Thanks. How are your travels? It's very good. Well, I thought I'd bring uh, one of my gauntlets and match it up with yours and uh, see if everything's copacetic. You want to have a look? Sure. Ready? Yep. Great. Each one looks the same. Actually, I think yours might be better than mine. What do you say we, uh, we both try them on? Do a progress report. Okay. You know who that is? Iron Man. <laughs> What's his name? Robert. Great. I'm having a technical glitch. Um, as you can see, my light isn't working. Half the time, you know, I design one of these, it winds up breaking on me. But yeah. what I do is I keep working on it, kind of like you're working on it with Albert. He keeps working and working until he gets it right. Yeah. I think yours is still a little bit more right than mine because at least, you know... The lights work. Your light works, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at that, Ben. It's a marriage of robotic technologies. Bang, wow. nailed it. Love it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. So the kid... So Robert Downey Jr. delivered this kid a bionic arm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, you can actually do things uh, to, uh, that are really nice for other people, Jenny. You can do that. Are you learning Why? that from these uh, little segments? Mm -hmm. Why? <laughs> what did he get out of that? <laughs> the ultimate Jeffy question. <laughs> what did he get out of that? 
<laughs> All right. Triple Eight, 727 back. Uh, here's the thing uh, that was really cool by Robert Downey Jr., but one thing that's cooler than that, fruffles. Food. Fruffles mm -hmm. are the food we're about to taste test here on this program. And a, a, a rare Tuesday edition of Spoons. Um, there's an explanation as to why we're doing it today, but... Uh, these things are like brownie sticks that you are dipped in chocolate and then you oh dip them in other sauces or something. You, you need to just, just stay where you are. We'll, we'll walk you through this amazing scientific progress. I don't know. I don't know. We could, I mean, are we good with just doing that for the people? I think, you know what? Time? What do we get out of it? That's the question I have. That's Jeffy, our voice uh, over guy. It's a very special episode of Spoons. That's right. I'm actually uh, using something from Red Robin for uh, a se segment I'm taping for Wonderful World of Stew today. Mm -hmm. That happened to coincide with a new discovery uh, of these things called fruffles. Oh, my gosh. Fruffles, as you see here, mm -hmm. are, uh, well, I think they're like chocolate-covered brownie sticks um, glazed oh in a... Well, it says, get carried away with these sinfully rich and soft fudge mm. brownies. Dipped in dark chocolate and bejeweled with French sea salt and sugar crystals. Served with whipped cream mm. and a side of berry ketchup for dessert dipping. They're perfect for sharing. Go ahead. You deserve this. I'm not sharing. I do deserve it, yes. Um, Jeffy, you do not deserve it. They're perfect for eating all of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, they look really, really freaking delicious. Doesn't look like anyone's touched them yet. It does look good. Yeah. I'm now, about to, believe me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to try it first without the dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. That's key. The raspberry ketchup. Oh, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. Oh, my God. That was good. Mm. Now with the dipping sauce. So you got there. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, my God. That is stupid. <laughs> Those are awesome. <laughs> so Those are delicious. Good night, everybody. Inside of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Inside, you got a brownie. Dip is like a stick, so it's dipped in chocolate. So that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's good. Wow. Dipped in chocolate, and then a lot of salty coating, a surprising yeah. amount of sal salty coating yeah. with the dipping sauce. <laughs> this might be the best thing we've ever eaten on spoons. Red Robin, and it's called what? Fruffles. Fruffles. Try them. This is an interesting thing about this show, mm. in that we like almost all the food we try. Mm -hmm. Almost. Almost all of it. Um, I did. Uh, this is especially oh good, though. God, right? Good. You want one of these things, Jeffy? I mean, it's crazy. Jeffy, you got to try this. I yeah. know you're trying to. Uh, so are we all, but man, this is phenomenal. Oh, my God. Look at that. I'm, it looks like I've murdered somebody. This is worth gaining like nine pounds today. Really good. Um, <laughs> now, Jeffy, if you seriously should try these, and uh, they're mm -hmm. available at your local Red Robin whenever you happen to get there. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Between the all-you-can-eat fries and the and these, wow! Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh, I freaking love Red Robin, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Take one of those puppies. Well, Don't they do good veg, uh, vegetarian stuff? Yeah, they have. Um, uh, you know, I, they have two different kind of veggie burgers, which mm -hmm. is, uh, I would say, quite rare for a restaurant. But you can get and you can make any of their burgers the, the way. Right? Uh, no, you're not into it. You don't seem into it. What? They're good. I'm eating it. You're not into it like we are. Go out with your little veggie burger story. 
No, let's watch Jeffy eat. All right. All right. Can we get a close-up of Jeffy eating? You going to bring me some raspberry dipping? Oh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> I mean, there's a little, looks like there's some drip down here. There is some drip down there. It does appear to. I don't think that's the way they come. I think that was part of the presentation. It's a nice let's try some with raspberry dip. Mm. Oh, it's delicious. Mm, oh my look gosh. at that. I think oh. that's phenomenal, man. They're really good, aren't they? Phenomenal. They're really good. Fruffles at uh, Red Robin. Red Robin, they, by the way, they have um, unlimited fries, mm. as Pat said. So you get a nice big burger. I love them. They got like 25 billion kinds of buns. You can, you, so you, 25 billion? 25 billion. Yeah. That's too many. What? That's they keep them in a trailer out back. Yeah. The money is large. I will, I will give you that. Um, but they have, uh, they have a wide assortment of buns. They have uh, okay. They have uh, regular burgers, like turkey burgers, veggie mm. burgers, some other kind of veggie burger. Mm -hmm. And they also put eggs on their burgers, which I never thought would be good until I, I had like one. That. Yeah, I like that. It was really freaking good. So a lot highly of recommend are doing Robin. that now. And this is a good way to top off a Red Robin meal with, with these oh things, which gosh. I yes, they have, and the, Plus, they have the regular, uh, the malted shakes. Oh, yeah. The, the, the large comes in two containers. Anyway, not that I know that. Wait, what do you mean it comes in two containers? They make it so big it doesn't fit in a glass. So yeah, they put it in extra. that soda. I love when they do glass, that. And then they, you get the stainless steel yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's such a bizarre it's tradition, delicious. though. It's like, like, it. like they didn't know what the size of the <laughs> shake was going to be. Like, I know. I, we had no idea. Every time we make it, we make 50% too much. It doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't know why. And we just can't buy the right size cup for it. <laughs> and we can't do it. We can't figure it out. So we have the other, the silver cup. We just pour the rest <laughs> in there. We don't want to waste it. Well, we keep making it too big. We don't know what we can do. It's like a really strange. Uh, why don't you just make it the right it's size? We've it's lost our minds. Yeah, it is yeah. That. it's that level of it. it it's like it our, our manager is out of town. We're selling cars for eighteen dollars. We know what cars cost. They cost a hundred dollars, a billion dollars. We don't know. We're making it up. Our manager's out of town. He's on vacation. When he comes back, we're totally screwed because we're sold all the cars for twelve dollars. He told us to empty the lot. <laughs> so we did. It's like, all right, we know you know what the size of your shake cups are, okay? We're on to you. But we appreciate your error. We really do. It does bring up the interesting uh, card trick, though, of a dollar down or a dollar a month. Oh, I love that card awesome. trick. That's a fun one. It's not and. It no. Not and. no. If it was and, they'd be in real trouble. Real trouble. It is or. It's a dollar down or a dollar a month. Uh, check it out at your local dealership. See if they'll do that for you. Meanwhile, we found out that the longest-running television show in history is The Simpsons. Not Gunsmoke or anything else. I guess Gunsmoke and Law and & Order are the longest-running live action. Yeah, it went for 20 years. 20 years, but The Simpsons has gone for 26 Six. now? So far, and counting. Uh, they, I think they just resigned for uh, longer, and they're going to make another movie, supposedly. Uh, so this thing's going to be around for a while. And the show, like, you watch the show... Like, you know, I don't know, this happens to, to series. Like, when they're in the, they're, the, they've been around for a really long time, there's nothing wrong with the show. Nope. I feel like 24 suffers from this to some level. Like, you watch 24, mm -hmm. like, in the most recent season, you're watching, there's nothing wrong with the show. It's good. It's right. still a good freaking show. We've but just seen it a million times. You've just been there, and you've seen it, and it's... Been there and done that. So. that way, too. Law, law, the regular Law & Order and Law mm -hmm. & Order yep. SVU. I, you just, I'm so over it. Yeah. It's just yeah. over. It's the same, you know, we got, I got. I kind of think MASH got that way. Shears got that way. <laughs> Seinfeld yeah. got... I mean, Seinfeld everything has long, yeah. a, a shelf yeah. life. And well, I was at, uh, at the hospital for an extended period recently, and they had Law & Order SVU on the TV. Yeah. I'm sitting here hour after hour after Dude. hour. USA, all day. That's all they, they just do. run this show yep. of women being raped. 
hour after hour after hour. It's just rape after rape after rape after rape. We like, holy get it. crap, what is happening to our society? That's bad. First of all, that... I mean, apparently, there are a trillion rapes a minute. Well, how are they getting I mean, this material? one in five college women have been raped. That's very true. So just the college rapes, they should do a whole special unit on that. SVU. 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 <laughs> <laughs>